my beautiful people. Welcome to episode 29 of Gutter Glitter. I'm Kirsty as per usual, and I am chatting with my dear, dear friend who will be using the pseudonym, pseudonym, pseudonym of Ali uh, as she was known in the book. As we chat all things, uh, look, it's a doozy. We are talking about the intensity of our university degree that we struggled through together, just holding each other afloat. Uh, We talk about Ali's journey with infertility and where she ended up and have some laughs along the way. As always, everything you need to know about where to get the book in hard copy and in ebook form is in the show notes. Uh, you can follow along on Instagram and TikTok at Gutter Memoir. That's it for me. Enjoy this chat with me and Ali, and we will see you next week for a brand new chapter. I am so excited to introduce one of my dear, dear friends that we studied together at Endeavor College, studying nutrition and look, helping us each other through the darkest of times. Uh, And look, I'm just so, so happy to introduce from my previous chapter, Ellie. Welcome to the show. Thanks, babe. Thanks so much for joining me. I can't believe how long it's been since I've seen you. This is ridiculous. Yeah. um, I think the last time we saw each other was in the Emporium building in Melbourne and we caught up and had lunch. Um, And it was just, I wasn't pregnant yet. So. And now you have a six-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) And and an almost three-year-old. Crazy. Wow. Totally. So yeah. let's uh, travel back in time to good old 2016. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the brutalist of years. It really was for so many reasons, not least because it was our final semester, uh, well, our final year of final study. Year. Yeah. And um, we both just, I mean, there was lots of us going through a lot of heavy stuff that year, just in general. I'd like to go back and see what was happening in, in the planets at that time, because I feel like <sighs> it was just a shitstorm of... <laughs> it's just a shit show. It was just like if Mercury was in retrograde 24-7, it was like... The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. For sure. So, yeah, I was just going to ask you what your what your experience of 2016 is because, you know, everyone's heard of all about mine, but um, obviously I'm not the only person in the world, although my book would, you know, very much uh, disagree with that. The whole world revolves around me. <laughs> you are the superstar of your own life. Everyone oh is. So it's fine. Um, uh, 2016 was a really hard year. It was... Um, but we we were doing our final final two semesters, which is like prac for those listeners. Yeah. So you know, it's like clinical are... clinical practice and clinical rounds and all that yeah. shit. Like you know, I remember like having to get to uni at seven o'clock in the morning, yeah. which meant I had to leave at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you and I would just have these like long, ridiculous, like 
sleep deprived, delirious text conversations for hours while we were traveling to uni and then get there and be like, just fucking exhausted. You're from, already exhausted. Already tired. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, yeah, just the amount of work that we had to do mm. was, you know, like six subjects. And then some of those subjects were nine hours each. Yeah per week it was horrid it was ridiculous when you think about a nutrition nutrition degree you know you think oh it's just it's gonna be like pretty light and fluffy and you know it's just gonna be like food is medicine and you know it's gonna be all just like no it felt like a fucking uh medical degree except without any of the respect on our names at the end of it yeah exactly yeah, and no job opportunities mm. at the end of it, so, and just like an eighty thousand dollars hex degree, uh, hex. I'm just dip, pretending sorry. that doesn't exist. I just, I, 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 I literally ignore it. Yeah, I'm know, just I like I don't make mine. enough money to even start paying it back, so it doesn't exist. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, high five to that. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Fuck you, government. Anyway, oh, um, so yeah. I mean, it was a shit year. I was personally in the throes of deep, lasting infertility that seemed to drag on for forever. And then I think we hit, I had, oh yeah, so June, we were in holidays and I got a phone call to say that I was on the cancellation list for my endometriosis surgery. Uni had just gone on holidays and they called me and they were like, can you come in tomorrow for oh your surgery? Gosh. And I was like, uh, yeah, I can come. But I also then had a panic attack on the floor while I was on the phone to them doing my intake. And I was like hyperventilating so hard. I couldn't talk. Um, yeah, so that, then- was, um, that was definitely relatable for most of 2016. So many panic attacks. So many panic attacks. Yeah. And then I remember, you know, like, it's, it took me like six weeks to be able to walk properly and like move around properly. And then uni started six weeks later. And I remember getting there and they were like talking about how you had to wear like, you know, professional outfits. And I was like, well, I've got my like really super stretchy pants on because I am still recovering from surgery. You had a really and, extreme case of endo as well. I remember you yeah. basically were like all my organs are stuck together. Yeah. And they told me it would be like a half hour to an hour surgery. Mm. And I was the last person in the recovery ward. It was nighttime. I went in at two o'clock in the afternoon. I woke up and it was dark and there was only two nurses left and they were like, we really want to go home. So can you Mm. like, can you snap to it now quickly? Wow. That's not all. It was intense. And they like had to like cut my whole belly button open to get all the shit out. And oh, it was fucked. It was so fucked. Um, so yeah, so that's how semester two like, started. Yep, just uh, get it together. Come on, let's get going. Yep. Wrap this shit up. You need to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the public health system for you. Anyway. Mm, um, and I remember the first day back, you had like a full new like wardrobe and you were like, I'm trying to be like super professional and like amazing and really <laughs> so cute. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just remember, um, well, I see I was very thin because I was 
so stressed and, you know, smoking like a chimney and not eating. Mm. And so I go into like shopping mode when I'm at my thinnest um, because obviously I'm like, well, this is my body now and this is where I'm going to stay forever. And of course, that's not right because I'm there because I'm in a dysfunctional place and hopefully I will eventually get out of that dysfunctional place. But I'm like, never looked better. Let's buy some tiny pants. Mm, And they were tiny. Yeah. They were tiny. Yes. Uh, I I specifically remember a couple of pairs of pants you bought that were little. Well, I remember thinking like I have never, I have never been this size and I won't say what size it was, but I was like, oh, this, this, the size on the pants is wrong because Mm. you know how, um, you know, in women's clothing, you can have changes all the time. But mm. I didn't take into consideration that I had several sizes of pants that were all the same size and they were all this tiny size. I'm like, all of the mm. pants are wrong. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's um, that's body dysmorphia for you. Like you just make Isn't so it? many excuses for mm. how you can't possibly be, uh, look the way that you, yeah, you, your body literally tells you you are. And it was, I remember like, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I, I was so shit at organizing myself in my life that I remember, you know, we would go and have lunch and stuff. And then you'd be like, is that all you brought to eat today? And I'd be like, yeah. And you're like, no, no, you actually need to eat more than that. So you were in a dysfunctional place, but you were telling me <laughs> wow. how much I needed to be eating and looking after me because I was just not capable of looking after myself either. So we were in a great place with each other. Great place. Great place. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, I'm like smashing V's and smoking mm. cigarettes around the back, which could literally get me kicked out of our course. Yeah. I remember. So, um, yeah, definitely the person to listen to over here when you <laughs> saved my ass. So you're all good in my books. Oh well, I'm glad. Oh, oh just was... like, and the rest of people like everyone bringing in their smoothies with their glass straws, and Get I was like, fucked. oh, I was so... <laughs> the amount just... of people I wanted to punch in the face. <laughs> oh, it was not where I was at at that no. time. And there were no. like, like people. We look. We're all just doing our best. It's just that some of us, um, our best was uh, was a lot more looked a lot more like rock bottom than uh, other people's. Mm. But I, everyone was unraveling. Like it was. Yeah. I think all of us were shocked at how how intense the course yeah. was and the workload. And then you know, it's not just like then you have life on top of everything. And yeah life just happened to be really difficult for a lot of us at that time. Obviously Mm. I was going through grief, many different forms of grief and addiction, Mm. uh, which obviously was related. That was my way of self-medicating. And you were going through this horrific uh, infertility journey. Yeah. was not a good time. No, it was awful. And then, we were there like three weeks, I think, 
And then you and I were in the toilets together while I was doing my pregnancy test mm. and got a fucking positive pregnancy test three weeks after having abdominal surgery Yeah, to, to my ovaries, um, which was. Why did you choose I, to do that test at school? <laughs> I don't just know. Because it was think, so early, like you hadn't, like we just hadn't been to the toilet yeah. yet. Well, I think so. And because like, we, you know, we were there five days a week and mm. I don't know, you and I were talking on the it was train on the way in. It was literally seven o'clock in the morning. And it was just circumstantial, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And I, you know, I'm not someone that can wait for things. I, oh, no. I can't be like, I can't be like, oh shit, I think I'm pregnant. I'll wait till tomorrow yeah, to no. find out. <laughs> Fuck that. No. So Yeah. And then you and I were like screaming and bouncing around the bathroom together no, as people it was walked such in a and we were like, moment. it was, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, it was. But then, yeah, for me, spending the last semester of uni doing clinic and being pregnant, mm. you know, morning sickness and brain fog and grief and all that shit wrapped into it. It was just, it was very hard. Yeah, that's, mm. it was, I can't even imagine it would have been hell because obviously in the chapter, um, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you've listened to the previous chapter, we know that you, well, mm. you didn't lose the baby. It was an, a non-viable no. pregnancy and it was a very, very tragic. Yeah. yeah, well, I had to give birth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that was. Was uh, that while you were still at uni? I can't remember. Yep. That was the last week of uni. Oh um, I had my 12-week ultrasound on the weekend before the last week of uni and they, they were like, there's something really seriously wrong. We've never seen this before. We don't know what's happening, so you'll have to go to the maternal fetal medicine unit at the hospital. And I was like, I can't do anything this week. Like, this is my last week of uni. And I went to the head of our nutrition department and told her and she was like, Oh yeah, I'll go back to that in a sec. She goes, "How about you just redo this semester next <gasps> year?" And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I'm like, no, "I'm four no. days from finishing," and she was like, "Yeah, it just seems too hard for you." And I was like, "Fuck you!" But two weeks prior to that, my best wow. friend's mum died, and I wasn't allowed to go to the funeral because I they said that I didn't have enough time to make up my clinic hours to finish Jesus. my degree to graduate. So I missed my best friend's mum's funeral. That's horrible. Then I found out that I couldn't carry my baby and and my best friend got married as well in that three-week period. Either. No, I did, but I drove overnight like eight hours. Oh and, God. you know, it was insane. And so I had to, I knew that I was carrying a baby and I was 13 weeks at that stage. I knew I was wow. carrying a baby that I couldn't give, like that wouldn't live. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, when uni finished, then we did all the testing and everything. And then by that stage, I was like almost 16 weeks and I had to give birth to a 16 week baby. That was my first birthing experience. Just um, like no humanity yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. There were, and I, I, like I was quite not secretive about my grief. Like had anyone, you know, any of our supervisors asked me if I was okay, I would have told them that I'm not. Mm. 
Yeah. But I think because all of us were stressed because it's your final semester and, you know, you're doing things yeah. for the first time or whatever, you, I don't know, they're probably used to seeing people look unraveled. Unraveled. Yeah. 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 So I nobody so. does ask, but. No. There was, you know, there's a lot going on and, and most people in this course were probably 50-50 were people going, returning to school. Like, yeah. what is it called? We Over, mature age. Mature age. Mature yeah. age. Yeah. So, you know, people have, have families and, and lives that are much more complex yeah. than when you're 18 and just going, yeah. going straight out of school. So I don't well, know. I yeah, remember. you're right. There was no um concession made no, for that. No consideration for life. Um, yeah. But I remember you being pulled aside by one of our lecturers and they said to you, are you on opioids at the moment? Oh, yes. And you were, and you were like, no. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, don't move your face. And I was just don't like sitting face. there. Yeah, I was like, oh, just like freeze. And you were like, no, I'm fine. And I was like, yeah, you seem you seemed so fine, but I knew how much you were on. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do right now because I knew that you were in such a bad place. That's and interesting. Really... I don't remember that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but I sort of, I, I look, I sort of, I don't remember that incident, but I do know that people, that supervisors asked, but only because I was honest about it when we would do, um, when I was interviewed as a patient, you know, so I would say not as much as I was on and I wouldn't, I definitely wasn't saying that I was snorting it, but I Mm. would say that I was on a few different, because I I was on painkillers because I was in pain. I had chronic pain and I would say that, you know, to when I was being interviewed as a patient. So this is just for, for listeners we, if, if we didn't have enough patients coming in or just to practice, we would practice on each other. So if another student was taking my, um, you know, seeing me as a patient, yeah. yeah, taking my case, I would be honest about my condition because it's complex and I have fibromyalgia and different health issues. And I thought, okay, fuck it. I'll, I'll be honest. Maybe I can get some good advice. And so mm. I was honest about, um, the fact that I would take opioids but you know for for I guess because I'd been on them for so long and I've had extreme spinal surgery I didn't think that this was such a big deal but our supervisors (laughs) were like yeah Yeah. like red flag like you know like even if I wasn't an addict they were looked at you like you were an addict if you took an opioid even if I was on a small dose, like every day, because mm. that's not, that's ex- like, it's a strong, intense medication. And, mm. um, and, 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 you know, our whole, our whole thing was to try and treat with food. So if you're treating yeah. with something as gentle as food or supplements, and then you, you know, you see fucking stage, uh, nine medication whatever it is section section nine I don't know um class a drugs I don't know whatever they're called I don't know if you see heroin in someone's system you're gonna be like (laughs) let's pause but to be honest it wasn't they didn't really pay much attention to it 
I guess, you know, I guess they did bring it up a couple times and maybe, yeah, maybe they, <laughs> I don't remember, the, were they pulling me aside like in an accusatory way? I think you'd had someone take your case and they had like mm. relayed it to this supervisor and the supervisor was like on you and like, uh, okay. are you on this right now? Are you on this amount of medication right now? And you were like, right. I think, yeah, you said you were on like a, a slow release opioid. Right that was, you know, prescribed and all of that. Yeah. You know, so I, you know very above way board. Out of it. Yeah. Because yeah. they were probably, you know, like, well, you can't see patients if you're on this yeah. or, or something That's like that. That's what they said. Yeah. yeah. So mm. obviously I wasn't, I was in the same, a similar position. I was like, I'm not fucking doing this whole degree again. Yeah. Um, and in our final few weeks, I'm, I'm, going to get through this um mm. highs a fucking kite if that's the way it has to be like it's honestly like I'm laughing about it but it is one of my deepest shames oh, not just no. um you know I'm ashamed like I am ashamed of it and you know obviously I I, I wish it could have been different and I would have learned a lot more because I've forgotten a hell of a lot um yeah but I cannot see at the time uh, I couldn't have gotten, I cannot see another way I would have survived my life. So, you know, we just, no. we just survived the the best way we know how at the time. And well, you were very capable. Mm. No one would have known that you were on any drugs, which and is crazy. Yeah. But, you know, I think behind closed doors, you were, falling apart but your your what's it called your public face demeanor. was demeanor was very put together and mm. you know you pulled it off and mm. I think you I think you would have completely unraveled yeah. had you you know had to come off the I mean you wouldn't have been able to anyway if you'd had mm. to come off your medication that's a intense detoxing process right yeah. there yeah so it was just, yeah, yeah and I think I it think... Comes, comes back to that whole thing of like them not allowing for any situation mm. out of the ordinary, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, even that day I speak about in the chapter where I break down and you come in and you find me. Um, yeah. And I'm, and I'm a total mess. And, you know, we were like an hour or two out from finishing for the day. And um, yeah. And it was the same kind of thing. They were like, oh, well, you can go home early, um, yeah. but you'll have to do a, a makeup day. A makeup, yeah. And it was like an eight-hour day. Uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally an hour out from finishing. I'll just yeah. stay here and cry and run out the clock. I don't have any patience. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you know, like that's the thing. Like I would, like why can't, why can't you just say go home? You obviously are exhausted, mm. you know. Yeah. But I mean, the number of us that got so sick and we came in anyway, and then we were just practice clients for other people and like, you know, got supplements and herbs yeah. made up for us so that we could get better. It was just insane. Like, I mean, and obviously pre-COVID when, you know, yeah. you could just go around with your, like snot and yeah. shit coming out of your face <laughs> everywhere. No one cared. But yeah, it was it was wild. It was a horrible experience. And mm -hmm. I, 
don't want to relive it. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like, I, I now like looking back on all of that, you know, you were saying that you've you've forgotten a lot of it and not revisited those mm-hmm. memories. And honestly, I I haven't either, and I have a pit in my stomach thinking about it. Like, how the fuck did we survive that? And the fact that we yeah. did, it's one of those things that. There are certain things I look back on in life and I'm like, if I'm having a tough day, I'm like, well, I survived that. Yeah. And and so I can like survive fucking anything. And it was because it was long-term stress and struggle and we yeah, got through it. So You also were dealing with an incredible amount of grief. Yeah. And that that alone in any normal circumstance is hard. But when you have to um, pull information out of your brain and interact Mm. with people on a professional level and, you know, have the grief just blocking everything because you, you know, grief just creates like a film around all your, your brain and you can't get anything past it. It's like everything comes out filtered through this like grief portal you know like it's so true that's a really good way of of uh, mentioning it because it's not it's not that it just hovers in the back of your mind no it's at the front of your mind or it's like a sieve like you know it's exactly and everything comes through it and everything is tainted with grief and so yeah trying to finish a degree of that you know intense knowledge and performance mm. is like, yeah, it's really hard. Like it's no wonder. I I think a lot of us probably had breakdowns afterwards. Oh yeah. Whatever whatever they looked like. I think yeah. a lot of us probably had time where we all crashed and burnt for a bit afterwards. Um, I don't know many other people's experiences afterwards because I just like retreated and mm. I don't I don't actually don't even remember what happened after finishing oh, I mean yeah I, I do remember the week where I gave birth and then after that I don't remember anything until graduation day which, which I was... forgot to go to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny I just remember I got a few messages because I, uh, and it's coming up in the next chapter so I'm not giving too much away I, I end up after uni pretty much a week later running off to Italy for uh, about a month. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hadn't you been to Italy before? You went in, it, the, in like, 2015? Yeah, I, I went to Italy a lot just because it's my favourite place in the world. So I did yeah. travel with um my with, oh. with Simon, my previous boyfriend. Oh, um, my God. Yes, of course. Okay, I haven't listened to all of the podcasts, but, yeah, I um, – yeah, I remember now because that was the beginning of that final year and you were just a fucking mess. The, be- the beginning of the end. It was the beginning of the, yeah, it was shit. Uh, was and then the, you went um, to Italy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that, that I remember you. 2015 or whatever it was, mm. my mum calls the, uh, uh, what does she call it? The breakup honeymoon because yeah. we I broke remember. up like, like days before that um, trip and we were like, yeah. do we go on it anyway? <laughs> and we yeah. did and it probably yeah. was a mistake, but uh, we just pretended that life was fine. <laughs> yeah. 
and came home and, and then, then dealt with our problems. Well, fair enough. I went after uni and and that's when I did this holiday with um with a, a man coming up. And mm. later I went back. Yeah. So yeah, it's all uh lots of Italy. Italy's yeah. a sort of a, a background. It's like the sex in the city. It's it's the it's the, the fifth character. character. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Fair enough. It deserves to be a character. Why not? Um yeah. so so yeah, that what what was I saying? Why did it I bring about, up Italy? Um not making it to graduation. Oh yeah. And so I so I I was all in this like uh you know, Italy and love bubble and all of this stuff and then whatever happened after that. Um and so I just wasn't thinking about like uni was long. Like as soon as we finished, yeah, I was like, bye, I'm outie. Mm. And yeah. so I just wake up one day and I've got all these messages from people from uni being like, are you coming today? Oh. I'm like, coming where? And I go through my emails and I'm like, mm. oops. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I don't. Th- I, I didn't even sign up for it. I think you had to like sign up. I'm look. I looked at. It, I'm like, could I just pop in now? No, I don't remember much of that time. That's yeah. like a big blur to me. I'm not surprised. Mm. It uh, and look, it's it's not really worthy of our brain space anyway at this stage. Yeah. Tell me about your beautiful new life with your kids and <laughs> the, the sort of the dream has come true for you in a way. It did. It did. Um, well, actually on graduation day, it was my baby's due date. The oh, one wow. that I lost. So graduation oh, day fell on her due date and I found out I was pregnant that day. <gasps> wow. With, big day. With my now six-year-old. So that was a huge, like, colossal day for me. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It was a lot of emotions. So I remember graduation very, very clearly because it was just so much happened. Um, Yeah. And that was all, you know, like, I mean, it hasn't been roses, but it's, it's been pretty great. And, you know, we've ended up down on the beach um, we've moved around a lot, lived in Sydney, lived in Adelaide. Um, yeah, just, you know, I don't I'm know. So I'm so happy a- for you. Like, obviously <laughs> no one's life is sunshine and roses all the time. Nothing's perfect, no. but just the fact that you've got two beautiful children and yeah. lovely husband and partner and, the, and you're living in a wonderful place. And I, I hopefully finding, you know, peace and joy where you can. I, yeah. I just... No, I I do. But it's um, you know, there's all all the shit that just still creeps in every now and again. Of course, yeah. As you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel like I'm good. I'm getting better at uh at at not wallowing in shit and yeah. ruminating yeah. on stuff like I, I I have for so much of my life only in the last mm. sort of year or so I'm like sort of feel like I'm able to let stuff roll off my back a little bit easier and that's yeah. not all the time and maybe that's because I'm not being challenged as deeply but mm. um, but yeah I do feel like look I feel like there's been some growth some growth in the last decade <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which you would hope. but I think well you would hope but I think you've also 
you've given yourself a chance to rest oh, and yeah. recuperate. And I think you really needed that because you were just fried. I was like, I want to go to bed for a year. And I think I went yeah. to bed for about three years and that was. That yeah, was you needed it. Oh, I'm so happy to see you and we need to talk <laughs> again without recording it and just. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Because it's ridiculous right. that it got to this point in order for me to have to see your face. I know. <laughs> I love you so much and I'll talk to you soon. Ah. Bye.